very honored and privileged to, to bring a little devotion from Micah chapter 4, verse 5 this evening. So let's, let's briefly uh, come to the Lord in prayer. <clears throat> Dear Lord, we do thank you for your word. We thank you for its truth. And may your Holy Spirit illuminate our hearts and minds as we hear from it this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. So I have two points of application for you and two resulting words of encouragement from Micah 4.5. I'm going to start off by giving you those two points of application. First one, do not seek meaning or fulfillment in other gods. Do not seek meaning or fulfillment in other gods. Application number two, rest in your eternal walk in the name of the one true God. Rest in your eternal walk in the name of the one true God. So the book of Micah, a minor prophet there, he was a prophet to Judah during the reigns of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah. In this book, he, predict, he predicts the exile of both Israel and Judah. Uh, despite being in Judah, he, he predicts exile of both. Um, his declaration in general is one of judgment, on the covenantal unfaithfulness of the people of God. But also, this book includes a promise of restoration. It shows us that God remains faithful to his covenants and his people, even if they are unfaithful to him. So that's the general context. Well, let's go to Micah 4 verse 5 and read it. It says... For all the peoples walk each in the name of its God, but we will walk in the name of our, the Lord our God forever and ever. Let's read it again. For all the peoples walk each in the name of its God, but we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. So this verse addresses the subject of in whose name men should walk and shows us the general response of men to that question. It echoes a challenge that Joshua gave to the people of Israel as they entered the land. It says, Choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers served, etc., etc., but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So this is a message that the people of Israel are familiar with. <clears throat> so we come to application number one. Do not seek meaning or fulfillment in other gods. I promise you, seeking other gods has been tried before, and it leads only to judgment. The pagan nations, as mentioned in the first half of this verse, have tried it. We see a sad account, and this is probably cross-referenced in, your, cross -referenced in your, your Bible there, in 2 Kings chapter 17, of which there's sort of a summation of this. It says, The nations served their carved images, their children did likewise, and their children's children as their fathers did. So they do to this day. And we see an account throughout the prophets throughout of history, that they receive judgment 
That is what they received for following these other gods. But not just the pagan nations, the Israelites tried it too. And this is actually the very reason for Micah's pronouncements in the book of Micah. Right in the introduction there, Micah 1, 6-7, it says, I will make Samaria a heap in the open country. All her carved images shall be beaten to pieces, and all her idols I will lay waste. For from the fee of a prostitute she gathered them, and to the fee of a prostitute they will return, referencing their unfaithfulness to the covenant. And for this, what did they receive? Exile and judgment. But lest we become arrogant and do not necessarily think this applies to us, we have in fact tried it. Romans 1, and 23 says, Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. We too are guilty of following after other gods. And for this, we deserve judgment. Romans 2 verse 1. Now, that does sound very grandiose, following other gods, but let's not be tricked into thinking that worshiping false God, in worshiping false gods, men are worshiping nothing, just carved images and, and copies. It is much more sinister than that. Idols have their root in that which is demonic, and we cannot be faithful to God with split loyalties between him and the forces of evil. 1 Corinthians 10 declares, we cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. So with this knowledge, I come to you with an encouragement. And I have an encouragement for two groups of people this evening. If you're here and you're seeking spiritual fulfillment in something different, something other than the one true God, stop and turn to him. Turn to him by putting your trust in the work of his son, Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father but through him. He died for your sins on the cross so you can avoid the judgment that comes to those who do not serve him or walk in his name. But I have an encouragement for a second group here this evening. If you're here and you already trust in him, do not be tempted to turn aside to other gods just like the Israelites did. They were God's people too, but they turned aside. I promise you, you will be drawn away by your split loyalties and you'll heap on yourselves further problems. Faithfully following the living word of God, Jesus Christ, is the answer. Walk only in his name. So on to application number two. And that is, again, rest in your eternal walk with the one true God. And this is where we come to some good news, great news. In the language of, uh, of, of Micah 4 verse 5, we find that um, is referring to 
very covenantal language. We're referring back to the, the covenants that his people have, that God has with his people. And that is good news. Because, because our God is a God of eternal covenants. He is the keeper of the covenants. And they are unconditional. Good news again. Walking with him has been the plan all along. Right from the very beginning, after the fall in Genesis 3, God makes the Adamic covenant with man. He promises that there would be a way, that he would provide a way from which we can come under, out from under the curse of sin. And then again in Genesis 17, 22, God makes everlasting covenants with Abraham, the Abrahamic covenants, that the Hebrew people will always be his people and that through them all the nations of the earth will be blessed. won't go through all of the covenants this evening. I've only got 12 minutes. So I'm going to skip forward to Jeremiah 31, 31, where we hear that there will be a new covenant. And this new covenant is fulfilled through the glorious death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 9, verse 15, we see that he is the mediator of this new covenant so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. It is through this covenant that we too can walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. So rest in your eternal walk with the one true God. Knowing this, I come to my second encouragement to you. Here it is. Our eternal security rests in the covenantal work of God through the death of his son on the cross. Because of his covenants, he will make us to walk in his name. He is making a people for himself. We heard this this morning from Philippians 1.27. It says, Let your manner of life be worthy in the gospel of Christ that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that from God. Let us walk in his name together. In this way, if we walk in the name of the Lord together because of his covenants, we will avoid the wrath of his judgment. It is promised he will bring his bride into heaven with him. And yes, our rest with him will be eternal. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we do thank you that you are a covenantal God that has made a new covenant with us through your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you that you are the keeper of the covenant. Lord, I pray that you will give us the strength through your Holy Spirit to walk in the name of our God forever and ever and help us to rest in the knowledge 
that we will one day be with you in heaven as a result of your work on the cross. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen.